Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education, offering online master's degrees in elementary education, higher education, and early childhood education. Your master's degree can be earned online in as little as one to two years. More information at education.olemiss.edu. Good morning. It's 8.30. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, voting started at 7 this morning across the state in one of the most hotly contested presidential races in U.S. history. We'll have Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman live in studio. Then we'll hear from the heads of the two major parties, State Republican Chairman Joe Nassif and State Democratic Chairman Bobby Moak. And a StoryCorps conversation from Mississippi on making childhood dreams come true. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Speaking with Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman in just a moment and talking other things election. But first, Mississippi Power says its Kemper County Energy Facility will be the world's most advanced coal plant once it's completed. However, the development of the power facility has caused controversy as costs have risen billions of dollars over budget and construction is lagging behind schedule. Despite these setbacks, the innovative technology that the Kemper facility will utilize is gaining attention from energy leaders around the world. MPB's Mark Rigsby spoke with Mississippi Power spokesperson Jeff Shepard on the latest development at the plant. You know, we continue making progress on the completion of the facility, uh, including last month, you know, we reached the most significant milestone to date when we generated electricity using syngas from Lignite. Um, But as we continue startup and commissioning activities at Kemper, we announced uh, last Friday that we're revising the facility's scheduled in-service date to December 31st, 2016. I believe that this is the third delay in three months. Why is that? So, you know, Mark, we are constantly, uh, you know, looking at the schedule and the cost of the facility and evaluating, you know, if we need to extend the schedule. And this one-month extension is needed here because uh, on Wednesday, November 2nd, Uh, We determined that we needed to take a maintenance outage on Gasifier A, which is one of the facility's two gasifiers. And and it was needed, really, to make improvements to the uh, ash removal systems. Uh, So this is following, this uh, this maintenance outage is following six weeks of successful syngas production, including the generation of the plant's first electricity with syngas. And so uh, during the outage for Gasifier A, we're planning to bring Gasifier B online, to implement the necessary testing ahead of production of electricity on gasifier B with syngas. And so the remaining schedule also reflects the time that's expected to achieve the production of electricity on gasifier B, complete those outage activities on gasifier A, and resume producing electricity on gasifier A, and then also to complete the integration of all the systems necessary for both combustion turbines to simultaneously generate electricity with the syngas produced from Mississippi Lignite. How much are these delays costing Mississippi power? Sure. So uh, we also revised the cost estimate um, to the cost cap for the camper project uh, since our last monthly report with the Mississippi Public Service Commission. And so uh, this delay will include an additional $25 million related to the schedule extension. 
all of those costs, and it's important to note this, that all of those costs will be paid by Mississippi Power and Southern Company and not by Mississippi Power customers. That's a lot of money to the normal Joe on the street, $25 million. It's good that you're not going to pass that along to the customers, but at what point does the company say, or does it ever come to this point where the decision is made that it's just getting too costly? You know, Mark, we are focused on you know finishing this facility, finishing the startup and commissioning activities. You know, we have to remember this is a, a first of its kind facility that I know you toured uh, just a month or two ago, and, and these milestones that you know we're seeing up there, like the production of electricity from lignite, all that's happening for the first time ever in the world in Camper County. And so, you know, we're not going to sacrifice safety for the schedule. Uh, again, we, we constantly evaluate schedule and cost, and we are trying to bring this facility online. Uh, and once it begins producing electricity uh, from both turbines with syngas uh, created from lignite, we want it to be, you know, benefiting customers, from Mississippi Power customers, you know, today, tomorrow, five years from tomorrow, and 40 years from tomorrow. And that's the goal here. Before our interview, I just read some Associated Press copy on this latest development at Kemper. Something I didn't know, and if you could just go into detail on this, it said that if Kemper does not meet its December 31st deadline, $250 million in tax breaks have to be refunded. What is that all about? Where does that stand? If if the Kemper facility does not go into service by December 31st, 2016, uh, we would have to repay about $250 million of tax benefits received uh, as a result of quarterly income tax estimates through September 30th, 2016. Can you give us at all an update on the SEC investigation? No, Mark. I mean, uh, the the latest we heard uh, that we have is that there's really been no change since um, you visited with us on site uh, this summer. Um, you know, we're still waiting to hear from them um, on any of their findings. And what's the company's timeline as it stands now, especially with this new deadline of December 31st going on the books, for uh, asking the Public Service Commission for a rate increase? So the um, the commission has uh, opened the discovery docket, um, you know, which is an opportunity for uh, the, the commission, the staff, the company, and other parties to ask for and receive information related to cost of the camper facility. Uh, We're in the process of uh, responding to uh, the initial data request right now. Um, you know, we, we don't anticipate, um, we don't expect recovery of any additional cost until the remainder of the project. That's Mark Rigsby uh, speaking with uh, someone from the with Jeff Shepard from the Mississippi Power Company. Up next, Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman on what you need to do before you cast your ballot today. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Mississippi has one of the worst doctor shortages in the country. How can this lack of access to health care be cured? Telehealth is the delivery of health care using technology. It is a video interactive system so that he's on one end of the camera, your mother-in-law's on the other end of the camera. Anything that you can think of doing in person, we can do through telehealth. 
Can telehealth be Mississippi's virtual lifeline? Wednesday night at 9 on MPB TV. I'm Jeremy Hobson. We'll have the latest on election turnout, and we'll hear about Alabama native Bradley Walker, who's making a name for himself in Nashville. I've known Bradley for years, and he still has his day job working at a nuclear power plant, and he drives back and forth to Nashville. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi has one of the worst doctor shortages in the country. How can this lack of access to health care be cured? Telehealth is the delivery of health care using technology. It is a video interactive system so that he's on one end of the camera, your mother-in-law's on the other end of the camera. Anything that you can think of doing in person, we can do through telehealth. Can telehealth be Mississippi's virtual lifeline? Wednesday night at 9 on MPB TV. Hi, this is Dr. Susan Buttress. They say that dog is man's best friend. Studies have shown that pets can improve mental and physical health, heal loneliness, improve socialization, help the physically disabled, the hearing and visually impaired, and have a calming effect on the hyperactive or aggressive child. This week on Relatively Speaking, we want to know if your pet has improved your life. Is the joy of a pet worth the potential loss when they're gone? Listen to Relatively Speaking this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. For more than a year, the election has consumed the nation. I am officially running. We're president of the United States. We're going to build the wall. Women's rights are human rights. And we will make America together. The process is rigged. On November 8th, the votes will finally be counted. NPR will have live round-the-clock coverage. Join us for the results, reaction, and analysis on the big night. Tonight at 7 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. On this election day, Mississippians are casting their votes in the presidential race and in various offices across the state. All of Mississippi's representatives in Congress are on the ballot, as are races for state Supreme Court. Polls opened at 7 this morning and fresh from casting his own ballot and dealing with other... Oh, he's got his tag and everything. <laughs> Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman. Welcome, Mr. Secretary. Thank you. I'm sorry I'm a minute late. There was a long line at the polls today, which is a great thing. Even, even in the rain. It's even raining in, in central the, Mississippi right is. now. And, and there were still people hanging out all out with umbrellas on. So um, hopefully everybody will go vote for President of the United States. All right. Let's t- start with any problems so far this morning. We've had a couple. Some uh, electronic poll books in uh, Jackson County and in Hines County weren't working. But that's, that's the only reports we've gotten so far. So hopefully uh, and those have been worked out, as I understand it. So hopefully we've we've uh, progressed on to normal and not taking very much time. The ones I went to, the couple I went to, the lines were long but moving right along. How how long would you say? How many were in line waiting to vote? Uh, the first time I was there, uh, I'd say probably about when they were open and they opened the polls, I'd say probably about 40 or 50. And then uh, just now when I came back through to vote again uh, – so I could cast my ballot this time, there were probably about 30 or 40 people in line. Now, towards the end of last week, you said you didn't expect turnout to be so good based on the number and of absentee ballots. I didn't. There were only about 70,000 absentee ballots had been asked for. You know, they request those, and I was concerned that we were looking at a low turnout, but uh, 40,000 people showed up in the last week and asked for an absentee ballot. So we had just this tremendous surge. 
And usually ballots are driven by the candidates, quite frankly. It's not by us trying to ask people to do it. It's because the candidates drive them to do it. And now we, we may exceed last year's. Just have to, we'll have to see how they count you mean out. last presidential election? Right, last presidential election is very close uh, to whether or not we'll have actual cast more than we did last time. You know, something that's real interesting, Karen, there are 28 states that have 500 different Department of Justice, Civil Rights Division, Department of Justice deployed in them because they're worried about discrimination. 28 different states. Mississippi is not one of them. So for the first time, really, and as long as we can remember, there are no federal observers in Mississippi. And we were the only state that didn't get sued over voter ID. Our election process in half a century has completely turned around, and people in Mississippi ought to be proud of themselves. All right, I know you have said this ad nauseum, but I want you to say it again. Are the are the voting machines rigged in Mississippi? They're not rigged, and I've got a picture of Putin. I'm running around. I can't find him. No, we're not connected to the interstate. It is not the rigged to the Internet. I'm sorry, interstate, yeah. <laughs> to the Internet, it's been a long morning already. We're not connected to the Internet. There's no way they're going to get your vote. Go cast your vote. The only way you lose your vote is if you don't go vote it. And tell us what someone needs to do when they go to their polling place. What do they need to do? What do they need to have? How can they see the ballot? Well, they they have uh, ballots online on my Y'all Vote time, so you can look at the ballot before you go, but it's quite short. We have a couple of Supreme Court races, one in South Mississippi, one in Central Mississippi, and four candidates actually in uh, North Mississippi. And that may be, there may be a judgeship or an election commissioner or two, but there's very little on the ballot. It takes, mine was like one page. It takes virtually about 30 seconds to fill it out. And obviously the presidential candidates are the biggest portion of that. So it won't take you any time when you go. You have to have an ID. We still have IDs in Mississippi, as you know, and 99.7. A photo ID. A photo ID, and it could be a student ID. It could be a firearms permit. Most people have a driver's license or something like that. And we've issued about 5,000 of free voter IDs in Mississippi. Those all qualify, obviously, to go cast your ballot. So we're, we're hoping for 100% this time. I was a little taken aback looking at the ballot online and seeing uh, there were quite a number of presidential candidates on the ballot. Seven, yeah. And we do. We have a constitutional libertarian party. I mean, they're all on there. And so you need to pick one. You know, some of them are getting very good. Gary Johnson is polling about 5%. Jill is polling, polling about 2%. So there, there are other parties on there. If, if you're not enamored with one of the Republican or Democrat, you can vote for another one. All right, one final question. If someone um, thinks there's a voting problem or they're being contacted, you know, approached by a pollster or something, what do they do? There's a number to call? Well, there, first of all, there, are, um, there will be in Mississippi, as there are in every state, a, uh, an exit poll. Those people are required to be at least 30 feet away from the precinct. It's volunteer. If you want to take a poll on who you voted for, it's up to you. I don't, but anybody that does can. If you have any problems, you can call our hotline, and it's been staffed since 630 this morning. It's one eight hundred eight two nine six seven eight six seven eight six one eight hundred eight two nine six seven eight six, and we will address whatever problems you've got. We have uh, observers in uh, thirty two counties today, so we're we're not further than an hour away from any polling location. There are eighteen hundred polling places open today, and ten thousand Mississippians are helping you cast your ballot. Secretary of State Delbert Hosman, thank you so much for coming in. Thank y'all. Up next, State Republican Chairman Joe Nassif. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org.
Hi, this is Dr. Susan Buttress. They say that dog is man's best friend. Studies have shown that pets can improve mental and physical health, heal loneliness, improve socialization, help the physically disabled, the hearing and visually impaired, and have a calming effect on the hyperactive or aggressive child. This week on Relatively Speaking, we want to know if your pet has improved your life. Is the joy of a pet worth the potential loss when they're gone? Listen to Relatively Speaking this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Smart Money Today says Mississippi's six electoral votes will go to Republican nominee Donald Trump. Still, Republicans across the state are working to get out the vote and make sure it's good. With us this morning is State Republican Chairman Joe Nassif. Good morning, Chairman Nassif. Okay, I'm sorry. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Good morning. All right. Good morning. So the first question is, what do Republicans hope to see out of this this election day? Well, obviously, we want to see, uh, you know, a victory in the presidential race. We want to hold the Senate, and we we uh, expect to hold the House. We don't, uh, and when I say Senate and House, obviously, I'm talking about the United States Congress, um, you know, there, it's clear that, that it appears from the prognosticators that uh, Hillary Clinton is the favorite going into the day, but we know a lot of presidential elections where, you know, they've uh, the favorite going in has not been the winner going out. So we uh, uh, certainly were, um, uh, you know, energized by kind of the, the, the rocky news, the up-and-down news of the last week or so, and I think a lot of our voters uh, realized that, you know, you really can't tell what's coming next and that we, we do have a chance in Don- the presidential race. So I think that helps down ballot. Uh, Mr. Trump has said that the system is rigged against him. Do you think there's any truth to that? Or are Mississippi elections rigged? I certainly don't believe that, um, you know, the election is rigged uh, as far as the voting machines and as far as the system and all that kind of stuff uh, uh, you know i don't i don't at all if i did to be honest i wouldn't be you know a full-time volunteer pretty much every day in this position um but i, I you know i also don't want to uh speak for mr trump and say what he meant or whatever i do think that when a lot of republicans say that what they mean is that between the mainstream news media, between the the, the the electoral college map and how difficult it's got for a Republican to win, that it's much tougher. And and if that's the case, we shouldn't use the, the work rig, really. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's rigged, but I, I think we just, we're going to have to do a better job of, of expanding our demographic base uh, to win national elections, for sure. Do you think you've done a good job of getting the turnout uh, among Republicans up today? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we're, we're in a situation where, and this, I'm not lying about this, it's just true. Hillary Clinton, you know, is working off a, a 25-year organization, which is really incredible if you think about it. I mean, when she goes to run for president and dips down into their grassroots organization. She's dipping down into one that was started in 1991, 1992. Donald Trump's dipping down into one that was started in 2016. And so, uh, you know, and a little bit in 2015. So uh, I, I think we've done as good of a job as we could do. 
with turnout relative to the situation we're in. We're not dealing with a uh, I mean, that's good and bad. That means Hillary Clinton can't be the candidate of change. Donald Trump can't. So, it's, it's, you know, there's good and bad that goes with each. I think the Republican National Committee, the RNC, has done a tremendous job. If we were to, if we had, had this RNC four years ago, I think Mitt Romney would have had a much better chance of winning. He may have one. But uh, so I think we've done as good of a turnout. Uh, we've done as good on turnout. And Mississippians just have helped in other states. We've just made this thing called Mighty Strike Force where uh, Jeannie Lucky, our national committee men, and others have gone to other states and helped uh, in battleground states to get out the vote. So I think we've done everything we can. We need, we need to leave it right there. Republican Chairman Joe Nassif. Thank you so much, Chairman Nassif. Thank you. And now joining us is, uh, hang on one second, his Democratic Chairman Bobby Mo. Good morning, Bobby. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I've got you. Okay, good, good. All right, so what do the Democrats expect today in this election? Uh, I think like everybody else, uh, probably a a very good turnout. Uh, From what we've seen just based on the uh, absentee numbers, it looks like somewhere around 2012 numbers. So we think it's going to be a a decent turnout in the state. Uh, I wish that it would get up around the 2008 numbers, but that's kind of where we are. Do you think it's a foregone conclusion that Donald Trump will take the state? Um, not a foregone conclusion. I mean, we're working hard. We're working for a win. But um, anything that, that tightens up, we, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to look at that very positively. I mean, the Republicans have been winning the state since, uh, since 1980 by 12 or 14 points. So something less than that. We're gonna we're gonna take a real real close look at it and be uh, we'll be pleased with the win. We'll be pleased with the tightening of the race in the state. How confident are you that Hillary Clinton will win the country? You know, I'm I'm never confident, <laughs> never confident of anything. It doesn't matter what the polls say the night before. But I would say this: I think that uh, her polling has been on a trajectory uh, that I would rather be in her position than Mr. Trump's position. Let me ask you this then, and then this ought to be our final question. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But if we wake up tomorrow with Hillary Clinton as the uh, as the president or the the winner of the election, or Donald Trump, how do you how do you view each presidencies? Well, I think each each one of these presidencies will be their own White House. Uh, if Clinton wins, look, she's got some uh, some rifts in the Democratic Party that she'll have to heal. And you've also got a Trump candidacy that's uh, brought other people to the table. You've got to deal with that. Uh, same thing for Trump. If he were to to win, uh, he's got to heal more open wounds in the Republican uh, Party. But uh, he also has to reach out to a different segment because, I mean, this election has been so divisive uh, or, you know, at, at the local level, state, and certainly national level. So I think each one would have a White House uh, of their own, and hopefully they have, uh, like, they have good ears, because I think it's going to take a lot of listening and take a lot of working, uh, whoever gets elected president on state, today. State Democratic Party uh, Party Chairman Bobby Moak, thank you so much for being with us, Chairman Moak. Thank you. And a reminder, polls are open across the state until 7 tonight, so get out there and vote. 
Coming up after Mississippi edition, it's money talks in legal terms and Southern Remedy. And remember, if you want to catch the show outside the broadcast, just search for Mississippi edition in your favorite podcasting app and listen whenever you like. I'm Karen Brown. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition. And if I didn't say it yet, I'm going to say it again. Vote, vote, vote today until seven. Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education, offering online master's degrees in elementary education, higher education, and early childhood education. Your master's degree can be earned online in as little as one to two years. More information at education.olemiss.edu.